joined by one of my co-hosts, Cameron. Uh, Matt is not here, as you may hear by the silence. Matt? <laughs> Matt, are you there? I don't hear him. Yeah, he's not there. <laughs> no, Cameron. Long Cameron is here. Um, and <laughs> we've we drafted a long-time listener, first-time guest, uh, Mr. Mike Zombie. Mike, how are you Hello, doing? Sir. Very well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, we're mm. excited. <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> we've been getting your comments for episodes and episodes, so it's it's nice to have you here in person or can verify yeah, that virtually. I'm a real person now and not just yeah, a bot. So it's a bot. <laughs> it's been a bot the whole time. <laughs> it was we're sad. Um, mm. Cameron, how's it going? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, I did not much today, which was dumb of me because I've got too much to do tomorrow. Uh, but that's how life gets you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but you know, uh, it's it's autumn here now. Yay! It's it's still like thirty plus degrees every day. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of starting to turn to spring or something. I don't know what's going on. The weather here is so weird. Um, mm, it's yeah, it's seasonably warm. Um, I guess that'll be the <laughs> what we'll go with. And um, mm, Mike, mm. you have you have snow still, right? Yeah, yeah, we had a little bit of a warm spell. It was nice. We got up to, I think, 16 the one day. We had a heat record, and then uh, we got another dumping of snow, and uh, now it's just kind of <laughs> melted away and cool out. So you never know one day to the next right now. Yeah. Uh, it's life in Canada. What are you going to do? Yeah, that'll that'll <laughs> do it, you know. The, mm. great, the great white north. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, our first order of business, as as always... Is we're going to take a look at some spooky beasties from the east, some yokai, uh, and a cat has joined us. A cat apparently, <laughs> spirit cat. You're normally asleep yes. by now. Does she have her her two tails yet? Uh, no, no. What she does have, yes, thank you. What she does have is a very loud voice. <laughs> she is demanding to be freed, but I can't free her. You're trapped in here with me now, cat. Please, please <laughs> You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, it's time for Yoko of the Week, I believe. All right, and Matt's not here, so someone yeah, else will have yeah. to do the, the honors. It, in the absence of uh, of our founding father, Matthew, I shall speak the holy words, uh, Dave. Uh, roll them, please. Ah, Good. Three. So, oh, by the way, we're doing C, D, yes. and E. Because there's not many in C or E. And not really that many in D either. Number three, though. Uh, so, that's actually the first one in D. Dai Dara Bocci. Hopefully he has a... A link of his own. He, he has his own page. Excellent. It's not because he's blunt, which is good. He's a giant responsible for creating the geogra- geographical geographical features of Japan. <laughs> mm. Yep. Uh, sometimes said to pose as a mountain range when sleeping. So um, a, a very big boy. Super Let's big. See. <laughs> mm. <laughs> He's so huge that his footprints uh, created lakes and ponds, and in one legend, he weighed Mount Fuji against Mount 
Tsukuba to see which was heavier. But then he accidentally split the Tsubuka's <laughs> peak when he was done uh, weighing them. Uh, uh, so maybe that one was heavier? Doesn't, doesn't give guess. us a, mm-hmm. a resolution to that ending other than it's split. Mm. Giants uh, with body fingers. Just, yeah, he's just a bit <laughs> yeah. of a klutz. <laughs> oh, everyone has to have this say, huh? <laughs> Shush. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> The Hitachi no Kuni Fudoki, which is a recording of imperial customs in the Hitachi province from the 8th century, tells of a Daidarabachi living on a hill west of a post office uh, who fed on giant clams from the beach, piling the shells on top of the hill. So, he's just your friendly local giant? Sounds like a pretty good gig. Yeah. Um, and the Izumo, Izumo no Kunifudoki, beg pardon for the pronunciation as usual, also mentions a legendary king of Izumo, Omitsunu, who was the grandson of Susanu and a demigod. Having the strength of a giant, he performed Kunibiki, pulling land from Silla with ropes to increase the size of his territory. Yeah, and so Silla is Korea. Just uh, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> Dang Japanese stealing Korea's land again. <laughs> uh there. Yeah. Um and he he also appears in popular culture because this is a very short page compared to our normal uh yokai of the week pages. Uh he the great forest spirit in Princess Mononoke appears as a Daidarabochi after sunset. And the Daidarabochi also appears in Yokai Watch. Uh its English dub name is Dromp. I don't like that. We'll just <laughs> no, I don't like that, that very much exist. either. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's just kind of a yeah. big boy who sort of messes around with the local geography. Either by clams or by dropping mountains by accident. Yeah, he can shapeshift <laughs> and change his mass from tiny mm. to gigantic. Um, and oh, okay. if he spirits you away, you become lost in, I guess it makes mazes? I'm hoping that doesn't mean its body is a maze, because that's also oh, terrifying mm. in its own way. Yeah. <laughs> well. That, yeah, that, I think that was a short yeah, one. Yeah, that's about that, it. That is uh, Dai Darabochi. Mm. Uh, and that has been Gokai of the Week. Bum, bum, dun, bum, dun, bum, dun, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've long since uh, <laughs> stopped adding in the little... Yeah, oh, we do it all ourselves now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as good. Yeah, uh, it's perfect. Maybe I'll, I'll trick us and add it in in post this time. <laughs> Who knows? No. It's a mystery. He's making liars of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that, uh, that out of the way, uh, mm-hmm. what are we going to take a look at today? <laughs> Mike, Mike, what have you joined us to do? <laughs> uh, well, I saw that you guys were going to be chatting about uh, Dark Souls 2 today, and um, being that I'm a, a big fan of the Souls series and a uh, fan of the show, I figure, uh, hey, this is uh, something i got to get on board with, so I'm uh, quite excited to, to discuss some uh, Dark Souls 2 beasties with you guys. Excellent, uh, as, are, <laughs> as are we all. <laughs> yep. So we've... Um... We've got ourselves a little uh, safari uh, romp through Dranglek, as it were. Um, we're going to start from things betwixt and move our way around uh, the 
lands of Dringlek. But first, we'll uh, we'll do a, a little bit of uh, how each of us has come to um, visit these lands and uh, kind of what we think of the game uh, on a whole uh, itself, since that's that's not the the purview of the podcast in general, but um, just kind of a fun thing to do uh, anyway. Mm. Um, Cameron, uh, how did you get on with Dark Souls 2? Uh, I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to speak the truth that no one wants to say. Uh-oh. Dark Souls 2, brackets, Scholar of the First Sin, close brackets, is the best Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> I know many people out there, such as Allison, will disagree with me. Yeah. But... <laughs> Are you fishing for, like, hate mail? <laughs> Every interaction with our community is a blessing and a miracle. <laughs> I'll take anything. <laughs> uh, no, I, I really do think it is in its gold of the first in addition the best souls game um i absolutely love dark souls 2 uh i talked about this on don't give up skeleton but um i think it's that thing where it's the first souls game that you really play for yourself is the one that you really fall in love with and i played dark souls 1 before dark souls 2 but i'd watched all these videos of it i'd watched a lot of the game already i knew more or less everything about it when I started playing it didn't stop me getting stuck at certain points and having to change characters and things like that Uh, (laughs) but when Dark Souls 2 came out uh, I went in mostly blind I saw the Forest of the Fallen Giants beforehand and that was about it and so it was my first real Souls game experience and I put in the original I put in Shush Cat I put in (laughs) she's interrupting my stories why? Uh, I in the original before the DLCs came out, I put in probably around three hundred hours, and then the DLCs came out, and I sort of did that again. Uh, and then Scholar of the First Sin came out, and I put in another one to two hundred ish hours in that. And actually, just earlier today, I was playing a little Scholar of the First Sin again because it's great and I love it and it's fantastic. Um, yeah, so it, it is the Souls game in which I've invested the most time. Uh, I, I really like it. Uh, people complain about, you know, the, the sort of the world layout and stuff, and I don't know, it just doesn't bother me. I mean, I love the more interconnected worlds, and I love the sort of faster gameplay, but something about that sort of slow, steady, methodical combat in Dark Souls 2, as opposed to the much faster in Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne sort of really gets to me. Um, yeah. Plus, you know, best build variety of any of the games so there's that <laughs> Mike what about yourself um, well uh, for myself I started with uh, with Dark Souls the original one and fell in love with it it's still probably my all time favorite game and uh, <laughs> so when Dark Souls 2 came out that was a, a day one purchase for me I picked it up for the uh, Xbox 360 and I ended up going through all the DLCs and uh, I um I found that uh, Dark Souls 2, I think, is probably my least favorite of the three <laughs> Souls games. But that having been said, it's still uh, probably, you know, the the worst game I've spent several hundred hours playing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, it's just a lot of little things, you know, uh, the soul memory I know is one thing people didn't like. That was one of the things I liked with Dark Souls. You could just park yourself in one spot for, for PvP or co-op, but with uh, the soul memory thing, you're always kind of steadily creeping upwards and you couldn't stay at one place forever and uh, just little things mm. like that. But um, it's still uh, still a game I really enjoyed and um, I never got around to playing the Scholar version. I mean, I'll, I'll probably pick it up for PS4 eventually once I, you know, get some of my backlog slogged away, but... Uh, so I just wanted to get that out there. So all my experiences with Dark Souls 2, it's it's all for the uh, the vanilla version, basically, with the DLC for the uh, the 360, not the Scholar version. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, back to me. Um, <laughs> yes. I I played through the the vanilla. Uh, probably the same as you guys just did walked in mm. a couple hundred hours um and yeah. <laughs> then went uh i'm i think i'm s- sitting in the shrine of amana <laughs> in uh <laughs> um, scholar just crying crying at the uh. enemy placement <laughs> i don't remember um it's been a while since i've uh, booted that one up i uh if I had, I wish I had brought that with me because that's the one thing I didn't actually have a digital copy of, even though I uh, got digital copies of everything else, um, and I mm. really d- didn't actually want to buy it again. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe I will, uh, unless <laughs> I can remind my brother to bring it with him when he comes to visit. Um, it was the first Dark Souls two in general was the first of the Souls games that I actually like kept at and played all the way through uh, without bouncing off um, when I I, I, I want to say yeah I did day one purchases on, on Demon Souls, Dark Souls and uh, Dark Souls 2 mm. but with Demons I bounced off like Boletaria <laughs> I didn't get very far <laughs> um, yeah. and then uh, I mean I, I eventually went back later um, in through the game but uh, Dark Souls I got to the Armored Boar and that was kind of all she wrote uh, until I came back yeah. much later. Um, but with Dark Souls 2, I I just went through the whole game. Um, I, I don't know if it's something about it, the, the, the way the combat felt or the accessibility or the world um, just stuck with me and uh, I had no problem um, powering through the whole, the whole ordeal. Um, and then, of course, I went back. Uh, at that point, I was like, well, I... I I got this now. I understand the combat and what it wants from me, so I don't think um, I'll have as much issue um, <clears throat> with sticking points um, in Dark Souls 1 uh, or, or Demon Souls. Uh, that was only partially the case, I think, when I did end up going back to them. They still they weren't any less difficult just because of the, you know, the, the speed, the, the timing and everything. It's just subtly... Um, that much different uh, than, than in two. Um, uh, I think like two, I went through three and just kind of plowed through it. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the vanilla version about as much as I enjoy um, Scholar. Uh, of course, uh, I, I like the, the the frame rate jump and then um, <laughs> just the overall the textures and everything in, in Scholar. You know, it's very much prettier, um, mm. nicer experience, that HD feel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that it's it's probably my favorite Souls game because it is the first one that I just connected with and you know was able to go through the whole game uh, and the, the DLCs as well when they came out. Um, yeah, so that's that's our brief um, 
summation of Dark Souls 2 experience, uh, which will let us um, take a closer look at, at some of the enemies in the game and what we think about them. Mm. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we'll just kind of start with things betwixt and uh, maybe do the optimal um, progress route through the game uh, as far as the areas are concerned instead of jumping around. I think if we jump around, we'll forget and we'll skip something. Uh, yeah. I know we will. That's just the, the nature of it. Um, and end up with a seven-hour podcast in the meantime. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but a couple of us have things to do after this, like sleep or work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sleep would be good. So uh, <laughs> as, as we've done with the previous um, Souls games, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be taking this in um, a few different episodes. Uh, probably spaced out uh, over time and re- return to this a bit later um, and knowing Matt as I do uh, it might be on occasions <laughs> when he's otherwise um, uh, indisposed uh, it's not his mm. particularly favorite game and uh, no, there's no need to torture him <laughs> with meandering <laughs> through the, uh, the enemies in this yeah but maybe we'll do it anyway who knows <laughs> get halfway through an episode and just go actually it's that about Dark Souls 2 <laughs> so let's uh, kick this off with things betwixt everyone's mm-hmm. favorite starting area I actually really like it uh. <laughs> yeah, it, has a, it has a really good aesthetic I mean it's mm. uh, it's it's like ha- hauntingly beautiful I guess you got that yeah. sort of crack in yeah. the sky uh, mm. in, the, in the distance um, and it has yeah. one of the coolest opening cutscenes too. I, I oh yeah, you know no one's able to make exact sense of it, but it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's it's fodder for the the lower beast that uh, hmm. likes to pick at this game. Yeah, they I have it's a kind of pretty neat. The um, oh, sorry, yeah. I was just gonna say the. Um, the little bit there when you meet up with the fire keepers, um, I think that part's kind of neat at the start, where it's uh, it's almost like the, the the spirits of fate sort of like mythology thing, where you got these these group of women that uh, are measuring out your uh, your life and kind of evaluating you before you, you you know you do your character creation, get sent out in the world. I think that's kind of neat. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a nod to the like the three witches um, mm. and uh, um, uh, the is it the the norns no man there's way there's uh, like three different sets of like <laughs> old yeah. tags that either do you know your past present and future um or the is it, from, other is it from macbeth Sing- macbeth or hamlet i get those two mixed up macbeth has macbeth Mac- has the coven of three witches okay yeah so yeah i mean they're pulling from that that i there's archetypes um common for, uh, yeah um it's, it's Stroll, and I don't remember the other two ladies' names. <laughs> no, no, no idea. <laughs> I did a, um, it, a short, or I guess it's not short, it was still like 30-something pages, but I interrupted um, a fan fiction on, on Dark Souls 2 like years oh, ago, yeah. and I just never got, got around to doing more of it, but I, I had all mm. the, the lore in my head for a while, and then, you know, you just... <laughs> forget it because there's a bazillion mm. other things to to take up brain yeah. space um yeah but yeah they uh the, 
what I also liked with um, <clears throat> Dark Souls 2 is when you go into New Game Plus, there's they change the enemy placements uh, or yes. added um, enemies, as the case may be, um, especially in uh, things betwixt. And that was one <laughs> of the one of the guys that I noted down was that the Falconers, because who doesn't mm. love uh, <laughs> starting an area where you think, oh yeah, there was nothing here, it's nice and calm and quiet, and then actually no. <laughs> It's quite uh, difficult some... all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. these angry birds trying to tear my eyes out the last time. Yeah, I know. They were not here last time. <laughs> it was just yeah. you know, quiet little dog boys running through the grass. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, it's something that um, Dark Souls 2 does a lot that I really like. Uh, with its new game plus, is it actually does change things up. No, yeah, I mean, it gives you the experience of, uh, re, you know, revisiting the game again, um, but with mm. kind of fresh eyes, uh, as, as we sort of yeah. want um, with continually with this series. It's always nice to go back and um, misremember things or, you know, give yourself enough time to forget enemy placements, uh, which yeah. takes, takes yeah. more time than one would might want when revisiting mm. this. So yeah. It, it does but, grant us that at least one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but it, it is such a good shock. Like we've just said to come into basically the tutorial and be like, oh no, no, these are these are much harder than most basic hollows in the game have been up to this point. Uh, it's just very disappointing that you can't get the falcons for yourself. That'd be fun to throw at people in PvP. Oh god, yeah. that'd be an awesome weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could do it like the uh, the Dark Souls Three DLC with the uh, Shush Cat with the javelin uh, weapon. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. Uh, <laughs> even if it wasn't an effective mm. weapon, still just throwing birds at people would be fun to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you heard it here uh, first, folks. <laughs> throw, <laughs> don't throw birds at people, please. No, do it. Do it though. Do it. Uh, <laughs> You no. too can be a falconer. <laughs> Just got to put on some red, make yourself a fancy gold shield. Uh, which you can get that earlier in the game, can't you? You can get it right off uh, the before bat new from, game plus. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's one of the starting armors yeah. you can pick up. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, falconers are cool. Uh, the other main enemy in things with Turks is really just the ogres, which are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're big, they're ugly, uh, they sit down on you a lot. Yeah. Uh, they have a huge hit range. They, yeah, they got they got some good hitboxes on them. <laughs> Shush, cat, please. <laughs> I know Every you time I love those movies. guys, I'd, I'd always think, oh, it's okay, I'm out of range now, but it's, it's like a vacuum when they swing at you. It doesn't matter how far back <laughs> you think you are, they just suck you right in and that's mm. it. Yep, yep. Uh, they they have so many good moves. Like uh, if they've sat down and you rush in to get a hit behind them, they'll sort of shunt themselves backwards and things like that to sort of catch you off guard. The 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 oh, what am I thinking? Um, it's kind of like the Black Knight in Dark Souls One, that first Black Knight where this enemy just absolutely beats shush cat beats the beats the crap out of you, and you think, okay, I'll come back later. 
Except when you come back later to do the Black Knight, it's usually quite easy, and you come back later to do these, and they're still really hard sometimes. <laughs> I think it's also kind of a wake-up, too, for folks that came from the first Dark Souls game, because you get into this thinking, oh, you know, I've played Dark Souls, that's no problem, I know what I'm doing here, I'll go take this guy down, and it's, it's a bit of a wake-up call, because uh, even if you know what you're doing with dodging and stuff like that, it's uh, pretty easy for these guys to clean your clock when you start... Yeah, and there's uh, no no fishing for backstabs on these boys. Nope. Don't think you can reach high enough for a start. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. just want to pop a squat and sit on you. <laughs> anyway. Mm, yeah. You also get, like, the most sort of unsubtle form of sort of environmental warning uh, with the first of these guys, which is you can go sort through these sort of little brambles through a hidden passage. And on this mud track, there are just these giant footprints <laughs> leading up the path and you go well oh there's clearly something big around here you turn around the corner it's just one of these ogres but that that's always felt very weird to me like how incredibly unsubtle that little foretell bit there was <laughs> yeah well it's something that I'd, i would have liked that they had done with more um more of the enemies mm. in the game um just yeah. environmental touches makes the world you know feel a little bit more having been Living. lived in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, just we briefly skimmed them, but the prowler hounds or kobolds, mm. I guess, um, that are in the grass. <laughs> the first, I don't know, the first few because I went to this game with like a couple different characters, you know, testing the builds yeah. and things. Um, but every time until I got, I think, through to New Game Plus or something, I don't remember when. But I'd always like I was afraid of them because <laughs> you just see things <laughs> moving in the grass, so I was just kind of like snuck mm. past or sprinted through. I didn't realize they wouldn't attack you until you hit them. Yeah, um, yeah. And they just, I don't know, they creeped me out because I couldn't see what they were. And so yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just always avoided them uh, until uh, a few playthroughs later. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go see what these guys are. <laughs> and, oh, they die in like one or one or yeah. two hits. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not that threatening. Attention a bit. Uh, yeah, it certainly yeah. does. Um and it, it definitely kind of sets the tone, uh, at least in this first area, um, the sort of uneasiness that permeates a lot of the spaces in the game. Um, mm. And I, again, it's something that I would wish they had done a little bit more of. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and it, it's effective, um, at least when they when they do things like this in the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Apart from that, I I kind of really like things betwixt just as the most sort of comprehensive tutorial area for a Dark Souls game, where it's it it's the devs going, look, we're not going to disguise this heavily. This is a tutorial zone. Go down all these different paths, check everything out. You'll learn the basic mechanics. Which and then it's uh, nice once you've played through it, you can just sprint all the way through and get right through in a few minutes, and yeah, you exactly. have the option to go through if you want, but. That's the yeah. nice touch. Well, I mean, you you can pick up a couple um, good items, and, and one thing that they mm. did they did liberally throughout um, Scholar uh, anyway is they uh, put a lot of the the petrified figures, mm. um, kind of gatekeeping a lot of these areas. So stuff you were used to just kind of running through or, or going to check out, you you know, you're you're finding your progress blocked, and. In, in turn, you're going, okay, what, do they change an item there? What's behind this? And then you have to go, like, waste yeah. your fragrant branches. And um, <laughs> oftentimes, it's like, not worth it. 
Nah, I mean there there are enough in the game. Yeah, that you can do them all, but it takes some searching. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it definitely it definitely tests tests you on this, and we get the little um. There's not just the one ogre, but there's the the two boys hanging out by the beach, <laughs> mm. guarding their guarding their gender swap coffin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which I still have never worked out why that's there, but I guess there's, again, it's a one of those blatant things. There's no law reason for it. It's if you think you messed up and you want to change the gender of your character, here you go. Uh, or, uh, oh, you had a helmet on and didn't realize halfway through the game that you switched <laughs> your character. So you got to change some armor. Oh. Hey. My character's mm. death scream sounds a little different for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So that is pretty much the things betwixt, uh, which brings us mm. to Majula. Majula proper. Uh. Um, I guess mm. as far as any... The buddies here uh it's the the, the angry little piggies <laughs> from yeah. everyone's bane um for they the, are the evil. opening chunk of the game and realizing that they hit really hard <laughs> and take a little bit more to get out of the way than, yeah. you, than you would like if you don't have any weapons that do like a mm. vertical attack yeah they're low yeah. to the ground it's kind of hard to get a good solid hit on them hmm yeah don't they also uh drop Cracked red eye orbs. Yes, so you, can, you, can, you can farm them for cracked red eye orbs yeah. if you're a jerk. Which hey, means hey, hey. these guys are invaders. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I right? think that was That's not one like... of the reasons that uh, I liked uh, Dark Souls and uh, Number Three more than Number Two was you had that infinite uh, red eye orb you could use instead of having a consumable mm. for invading. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally use that. It's <laughs> way easier. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we can also get skeletons in Majula, uh, which, if I'm remembering correctly, in Scot- so in, the, in one of the houses in the basement in Majula, there is a skeleton, and if I'm remembering correctly, there is one skeleton for each new game cycle you've gone through. Yes, so you can just yeah. keep tossing bonfire aesthetics and get, like, a lot of skeletons. <laughs> yeah, get a lot of skeletons in the basement. Uh... Well, there's some good stuff down there. Uh, oh, cat! What is it? Why? Do you hate just, skeletons that much? Yeah, just just let her talk. <laughs> she just wants to join in the conversation. Come here, come here, kitten. Just gotta make sure you get proper here. credit. Yeah, she's telling us the secret lore. Oh, there we go. You sit up here with me for the podcast now. She's come. She's come and joined me on the table. Who knows? It'll just stay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it is kind of appropriate though to have a cat talking about Dark Souls too. What with Shellcorn yeah, and uh, Mitchell that is Mitchell. true. <laughs> yes, I wonder if wonder if my cat sells jewelry on the side. Yeah, and she likes your pleasant scent. <laughs> mm. Uh. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we have the um, the flabby boys on the, the little side path um, that you can uh, run into over by Benhart. Ben oh of, yeah, of, of yeah, that is still 
that is still still technically Majula, yeah. Those guys are really weird, and I don't know what to make of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't like their little bellies. It bugs me. Yeah, they kind of creep me out. <laughs> they uh, they definitely have that um, preta look, that mm. emaciated bodies and distended stomachs, and they spew upon you. It's no good. Mm. They poison you with their weird glowing sticks. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, th- those are those are interestingly designed, and there's no real explanation for what exactly they are. I would assume, like, given the path they're on, there's something to do with, like, Aldia's experiments or something, but uh, they're really just kind of weird zombie things other than that. Yeah, I don't think there's anything specific... Um... Nope, they're just called Infected Hollow. <laughs> with, yeah. With no link. Does it, does that imply that undead can get sick? Uh, I mean, they had to become... Get that way somehow. Interesting yeah. concept. Chilling. Yeah. yeah, I just never really thought of it like... If, you're, if you've turned hollow, like, there shouldn't be any reason for you to, like, get actual diseases and stuff anymore, I would have thought, but... Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, they just could be, like you said, an experiment of all these. Mm. Or they were just hanging out in the Black Gulch too much. Also possible. You'll get pretty sick down there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No one needs an area full of poo. Mm. Well, apparently FromSoft needs one in every game, so, you know. <laughs> it's not a Souls uh, game without a poison swamp in there somewhere. Yep. Gotta have it. I'm not sure why, but, you know, you gotta. Yeah. So, from things betwixt, we will head to the Forest of Fallen Giants. Yes. This is where things start getting good, because we're in actual areas now. So, the name does imply that all the trees in the forest used to be giants, which I think is interesting, because that means there are a lot more giants than (laughs) uh, shown at any point. But also implies they can grow into really weird trees, uh, really normal trees, I should say, as opposed to they're really weird trees that they seem to normally turn into. Yeah. I think it's just kind of neat that giants turn into trees at all. Mm, yeah, true. Well, at least these giants do. <laughs> One yeah. too many types of giants in the Soul series. Well, you see, you've got the god giants, you've got the slave giants, you've got the faceless giants. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit jumbly in that regards. Oh, it's, it's interesting. It kind of, sort of, makes me feel like they're more related to the Chaos Flame and Isolith, just because that's got the whole tree branch and tree root motif going on but you know answers will uh, questions will never get answers to that kind of thing uh, yeah we'd have to know more about the land across the sea that they came from mm. maybe in Dark Which, Souls 4 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah or when we finally break through that arch stone uh, and create a whole new realm in Demon Souls <laughs> we'll have to wait for uh, shadows die thrice 
Oh, God, you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> I just pulled up the, uh, the, the, the page for the Ironclad Soldier. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I just like how someone tacked on that he's friendly turtle man. <laughs> friendly turtle man. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a good descriptor of them apart from the friendly part. I was going to yeah. say, I think friendly's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I mean, they, they give you the same treatment as the ogres. Yeah. They flatten you. We'll yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're really cool. Um, I, I do love uh, that they can't be backstabbed, and if you get their chess piece, you can't be backstabbed, which is a nice touch. <laughs> you know, that uh, protective shell kind of thing to go with the whole turtle motif. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, and it looks nice that they included that in there. Mm. I really like the uh, design, how just looking at them, you can kind of see how they're all kind of rusted and moss-covered, so... You, you get that mm. feeling that they've been standing around here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And they're just empty shells, as well as far as I can remember. They're sort of just these animated armors rather than actual soldiers. Dave, am I right there? Um, we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think there's anything in there. I've yeah. got the, uh, well, no, all the item covered. descriptions are... Yeah, all their item descriptions are they just yeah. showed up mysteriously one day and took guard duty. Uh. I got the uh, the hardcover book here, and the uh, the description Ooh. of them, it has, um, um, Originally, ironclad soldiers were minions created by the old Iron King with an enchantment of souls. The enchantment is long gone, and the iron husk that remains is quite decrepit. The soldiers who don this armor now never speak, and no one has seen their faces. Could it be that King Vendrick of Dranglek revived these ancient creations, or perhaps he produced war golems of his own? That's the description that we've got. But this yeah. was uh, when Vanilla came out, I guess, and uh, I don't know mm. if they've uh, tweaked things from there with, uh, with regards <laughs> to the lore, but so yeah, even the description think... there, it's kind of hey, not mm. quite sure if it's uh, someone in there or not. It just echoes yeah. on the old Ironclad set. Um saying that one day warriors wearing decrepit armor emerged from Dranglet Castle and quietly assumed positions among the royal army. Not one of them ever spoke a word or revealed the face under the mask, but um, based on the other description, they're uh, empty, empty armor, so they're saying it's a husk. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's sort of a big plot point in the, in the sort of overall story of Dark Souls 2 is King Vandrick building golems with the power of souls like you know he's used giants and their souls to make all these automatons that power various bits in drain like castle and things like that uh and that he probably presumably did learn this from the old iron king as well or rather the old iron king's kingdom i don't know if they ever actually met each other And who else do we have here in the forest? That was interesting. Oh, well, uh, there's everyone's favorite flame lizard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, these guys are cool. Yeah, they're they're cool and annoying, I guess. Um, you can... 
you can jump down there using like the the architecture to yeah blunt, blunt your fall just enough um to to get there and technically face them in in hand to flame combat but <laughs> it usually doesn't end too well i i, I think i'm no. always just snipe them with arrows <laughs> Yeah, I feel like these guys are right. they're almost kind of like the equivalent of the uh, like the bridge drake from uh, from Dark Souls 1 where it's like almost an environmental hazard instead of an actual enemy that you're intended to go and destroy mm. yeah and their, their positioning makes some of them uh, serve that function better than others you have the one that's um, uh, guarding the, the was it the flame longsword yeah yeah um, and that one definitely you can't even tell what it is it's just it feels like a like mortar fire just going down this you know tunnel <laughs> that you, if you wait in between the shots long enough you can kind of hoof it and run and pick up that sword mm, which is such a good early start oh yeah you can as well cheese your way through a good chunk of the game mm-hmm. uh the same when uh in vanilla they had the hide uh Hide Knight, Hide Knight. Oh, dude, I don't. Yeah, Hide. <laughs> the Hide Knight, um, in the in the forest, sitting by that tree. I thought that was just more evocative. I mean, I understand lore wise mm. that it's less reasonable for him to be just sleeping there. But I was a little disappointed um, in Scholar when that when the knight yeah, isn't yeah. by that tree anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he just looks so cool. Yeah, as well. So, Mikey's not by the tree anymore. <laughs> in, okay. uh, by the way, Scotland. spoiler alert! Spoiler, too late. We're <laughs> they, like all, all the hide knights got sent home for the uh, for the remaster. <laughs> Rounded them all up. Said, "No, nah, nah, come on, back to your tower. Back you go." <laughs> uh, I know it, it was interesting. Like it didn't fit the law super well, but at the same time, it kind of felt like that hide in its last days might have just sent out knights sort of questing to find a solution to whatever particular problem that area had. Uh, obviously, it didn't work, but... Yeah, well, I mean, the whole place is falling into the ocean. Yeah, that, that's your number that's... one problem, you know? <laughs> we're you sinking, buy those beachfront properties. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, look, that'll be my entire country in about ten years, so... <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I think I don't know. I think that that it's a that was the idea of these like knights errant kind of traversing the land was was interesting to mm. me. Um, a little more so than having them all just chilling in the um, hides tower. Yeah, um, yeah. So and it makes it exciting. More with that. Yeah, I kind of like how they were scattered around. It was kind of like the the Black Knight with Dark Souls One. Mm, it's yeah, like you, you run into like a mini boss sort of scattered here and there in random places. Yeah, and you can pray yeah. for them to drop uh, the um, some good items, spear or their sword. Um, that's mm. another one I ran through. I yeah, think, um, a good chunk of the game with was um, the their sword. Because yeah, it, it, it's it, good. Did it do? It did like lightning or lightning. something. Lightning, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I used that for quite a while because I didn't realize um, you could run down the path to get the, the fire sword. <laughs> I, was, I was too scared. I was like, eh. Yeah, I'll not, I'll not go that way. <laughs> oh, no. Caution is the better part of valor, and all that. Yeah, until later we just start suicide running for like everything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll forget sure. it. I'll just go run and grab it. <laughs> I'm allowed to die. It's in the mechanics. 
It is. My, uh, or just have less life to <laughs> roll around with next time. In my uh, yeah. book description here of the uh, the Hyde Knight, the last little line here, it had about, uh, if this knight truly is from the ancient land of Hyde, is it possible that time distortion explains his presence? So maybe that whole mm. weird yeah. uh, time thing with Dark Souls, these these guys could be from uh, <laughs> another uh, another time section they may have phased in or out, and that's why they're in weird places instead of uh, back at home base where they should be. Yeah, it's gone all timey-wimey, which is kind of always the Dark Souls hand wave for inconsistencies, I guess. Yeah, um, which is what, you know, why they went through and lower fixed mm. the enemy placements and items. Yeah, it yeah, makes a bit more sense. Uh, but I don't know, a couple of the things that they changed, I, I don't think were for the better, but, you know, it's... it's, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it was overall for the better. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer and far in between the ones that I had issue with versus mm. improvements over where things were placed. Yeah. Just pulled up well. the f- flame lizard. Uh, flame <laughs> salamander still sounds... It should just yeah. Be salamander. I mean, that's the general... Yeah, that would also work. <laughs> general uh, gaming lore. <laughs> and some... Mm. Yeah. Wish there was more. There's not really any... Uh, no notes other than telling you how to kill all four of the yeah salamanders um and then i think the fourth or at least the one in the back is i guess that would be the fourth is guarding the uh um shield that belonged to um the fume knight is it fume knight oh yeah Uh, yeah rain rain yeah yeah the one with the crow on it i think the crow shield uh yes Yes, yeah. Man, I did did not remember how tough the uh, the salamanders were. Apparently like, they have 3,300 yeah. health in the game. game. It takes a lot of uh, arrows <laughs> to um, kill them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and disproportionate to like any kind of gain you get from their souls. But oh yeah, no, it is it's it is. absolutely worthless to do. Yeah. Actually, I think they've got almost a thousand more hit points than the uh, the last giant does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. But you uh, you definitely can't sit there and try to whittle them with arrows. It's... <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a little more difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, he has uh, two and a half thousand HP standard. Uh, yeah, but they are some tough cookies. And then I guess we have uh, the pursuer. Everyone's, Everyone's favorite. Other favorite, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this guy. This guy is fun. Uh, <laughs> he gets a dynamic entrance. I'll give him that. Oh, uh, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, come flying in on your own personal eagle. <laughs> Just <laughs> drop straight down onto the battlefield. Or alternatively, just kind of rise up out of the ground in a cloud of smoke, as he also sometimes does. I'm just disappointed that uh, you can't get his armor set, because it looks so cool. Ah, yeah, it is really cool. It's kind of... the helmet is a little bit like the the fluted knight set helmet, but then the rest is this really cool sort of scale, splint nail kind of deal. 
I do like, big, uh, uh, like the outside. Golf bag full of weapons on his back there. Yeah, that he never yeah. uses. <laughs> well, don't worry, it's no different than the one you have to be carrying on your back <laughs> with the inventory well, that you have. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Pursuer is very cool. Um, he's also your first real introduction to um, curse attacks, which can suck. <laughs> which is... Curse works pretty uniquely in Dark Souls 2, actually, because if the bar builds up, you just lose a level of holification, which is you lose 5% of your max health? 10%? I think it's 5, isn't it? I think it's 5%. Yeah. And then the build-up stops, but, you know, it, it's pretty intimidating when uh, an enemy sort of stabs you and then you watch your health bar just shrink that little bit and you go, oh no, <laughs> this could be a problem. Which, early on the game, it can be, just because you don't have um, the ring to counteract that, or you don't have enough uh, human effigies, either. You know, you can be stuck running through the early parts of the game with only half health, which is not fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the the, the few things um, in vanilla that I would just make a beeline to pick up that ring of binding, like... First thing, mm. <laughs> the first thing I got. Oh, yeah. Don't want to, don't want to, you know. I'll just use one of my ring slots for this for a while, um, and then of course in uh, Scholar, um, they move they, <laughs> they move the ring somewhere else, and mm. that, and not only that, but dropped a, uh, a dragon bunny, in the way, <laughs> right where you think it was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be. Oh, uh, that got me very good my first time through on mm -hmm. Scholar. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else? Got? Yeah, playing with a pursuer who will keep showing up. Um, uh, now I think I'm remembering correctly, but I uh, I remember Vadi video doing a video on um translation differences between the English and the Japanese versions. And in Japanese, the pursuer's name apparently implies that it is not the pursuer but a pursuer. Uh, which explains later on where, you know, there are instances where two of them can show up at the same time and things like that. Which sort of really changes the feeling of it's just this one guy hunting you down to... Oh no, it's just a group of things all dressed roughly the same that come hunt down the undead in the kingdom. Yeah. Which is a shame, because it's, it's way creepier if just one dude keeps following you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this, 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 one, this one undead is a problem, I'm gonna go take care of it. <laughs> as opposed to uh, just blanket it will send a few guys here send a few guys there see what they turn up it it definitely feels a lot more menacing if it's a single entity but then they can't get their cool um, bare-handed double parry gifts of the two pursuer fight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got a get... book here's got a little bit more lore as well with that so um, he's got the giant crow that he flies with so it's saying that crows were once a symbol of the goddess of sin long ago. The pursuer hunts the undead, perhaps to atone for his own sins. So maybe that's his uh, his motivation for wanting to uh, chase down hollows, and that's the association with the giant crow that he flies around with. Yeah, mm. and that t that ties in with the, all the Velka stuff from yeah. Dark Souls 1. Yeah, except the model is kind of clearly an eagle in the final game. We don't worry about that. It's yeah. <laughs> Detail schmetail. Yeah, uh, it's a big bird. That's a crow, right? <laughs> yeah, 
And I, I, I do guess. like that um, when you're when you're battling mm. the pursuer in the in the boss fog, the, the fog gated mm. fight, um, you can the, the you can use fight. the ballistas to you know use environment to uh, to kill the boss. I, I think that that's one of my more favorite things is when you're able to use those um, yeah kind of gimmicks yeah. uh, to, to make it a little bit more fun or harder yeah. <laughs> or but accidentally Dave. kill uh, their. <laughs> people you summoned in because they stood in Dave, front of Dave, I was going to say, is it better to kill the boss with the environment? Yeah. Yeah, is it the is it better to kill the boss with the environment or is it better to kill the host with the environment? <laughs> well, it's funnier. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, the, the few times I've been summoned for that fight, I've somehow always managed to end up shooting the host to death and I always feel very bad. <laughs> but it's a good moment. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Look, you just got the pursuit to half health. And then they step in front of him like, no, I already pulled the button. Please. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> You've got so much to live for. All those souls. The Ring of Blades. <laughs> yeah, and that's another one that, like, that just never leaves my equipment. So you get like... Oh, yeah. It's so good. Versions. It's just a flat... Yeah, just a flat damage increase. No reason not to have it. All right. Well, is that uh, is that the forest? I believe so. Sounds about right. Great, and That's... we we tertiarily covered uh, Hades Tower of Flame with <laughs> the Hellkite yeah. dragon and the yeah. the Hyde Knights. Yeah, um, I mean the High Knights are cool. Uh, they got cool. those Crusader bucket helmets, and they're all riddled with arrows and everything. They're just kind of all napping in various corners. I really do like their design. Uh, like you said, like early, like in the vanilla version, they're kind of like the Black Knights, which <laughs> is also how I felt in vanilla. But they they might have thought that as well because they very clearly colored them white <laughs> to make sort of a counterpoint, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we get the um, uh, the giant golems, the ancient yes. is it ancient armor, the ancient knights. I think yeah, they're called the old knight. Yeah, yeah, those guys are also cool. Uh, they've got they've got a lot of poise. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, are your friend. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So usually, they do a mace run for most of the game. Yeah. Ah. Uh. That was my favorite run of the game. Was uh, just naked with power stanced clubs. <laughs> that was very fun. <laughs> the ancient eyes were not a problem in that one. Uh, to be fair, yeah, they're very vulnerable to bludgeoning uh, or blunt damage. Uh, but they're cool as well. They're very big. They've got that sort of. They look old because they've got that sort of green, sort of verdigreed look. Tarnished all over them. Yeah, yeah, super tarnished. Uh, and they kind of also look a bit like uh, just the color reminds me of sea glass. You know, if you're out on the beach, you'll find bits of roughed up glass that have just been sort of smoothed over by the ocean. They're always that sort of deep bluish green, which I thought was a nice color choice for uh, the lovely beachfront property that is Hades Tower. <laughs> uh, again, uh, build sturdy foundations if you're going to be building next to the ocean, people. Uh, don't let it all get washed away. Well, I don't think they did it on purpose. <laughs> uh, you never know. 
Hade might still be up there, sitting in that tower. There's a joke in there somewhere about ivory towers, but I'm not getting it right now. Uh... <laughs> That's alright, we'll work on it for next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mike, you played vanilla, so you wouldn't know. Uh, in Skull of the First Scene, there's the odd choice of uh, putting a dragon directly outside the old Dragon Slayer boss fight. Uh, I were, yeah, I remember people making reference to that, saying how terrible he must be at his job to not look out outside <laughs> his front door. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you were in customer service, I'd, I don't believe you are, you're in security, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you were in customer service and you looked out and there was just sort of a middle-aged soccer mum on your front lawn, would you want to go outside and deal with it? Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know he just probably looks out the window he's like uh, it's not left yet I don't, I don't <laughs> want to start fighting as yet. soon as I leave <laughs> you know I'll just sit in you here with the door closed and the lights off maybe it'll go away Yeah. <laughs> along the way I'll forget to like stop stop not thinking about the dark arts and I'll learn hex magic somehow uh, forget all my lightning I thought it was an interesting change to Ornstein. Um, it's sort of Dark Souls 3 doubled down on this because they had the Dragon Slayer armor, and so I'm kind of convinced that the old Dragon Slayer is not actually Ornstein in Dark Souls 2. But it, it was interesting to see, like, this is Ornstein, but a tiny bit smaller, it felt like, and with sort of dark powers instead of lightning powers. And, like, I went in blind as well, so the first time I saw him, I was like, oh, yeah, Ornstein. And then, like, two minutes later, I was like, oh, Ornstein, what happened to you? <laughs> you changed, bro, you changed. <laughs> Left Anorlando and, and things went dark. <laughs> well, you know, he became a dragon, and this is just his reanimated armor doing its thing. Uh, that's honestly entirely plausible at this point in the Dark Souls continuum. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all a bit all over the place. Uh, <laughs> to, yeah, to... Uh, at the minimum. Um, at the minimum. Yeah, so I think that that takes us to No Man's Wharf. Yeah. Now, we, we have forgotten to include one very important enemy on the list for No Man's Wharf. Uh, that is, of course, everyone's favorite, Roger... Uh, as named by Patty and CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I believe was the name they gave to their um their friendly neighborhood torch hollows. Yeah, he just wants to uh, light the way. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool addition, because um, No Man's Wharf is somewhere where most of the time you need to carry a torch, and that can really mess up your playstyle when you base your playstyle around a shield, like you do the first time you're playing through a Souls game a lot of the time. Uh, and also, you can run out of torch in Dark Souls 2, which is not great to do mm-hmm. <laughs> in certain areas like No Man's Wharf. Uh, and so sort of providing this little torch-bearing buddy, I thought was a really good idea, and gave you like extra gameplay constraints as well. Like I like additions where they change the way you play without like impinging on your actual build, because you have to protect Roger from himself, because he will walk in and accidentally get himself target-locked by you yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and then Roger will die, and 
you'll be very sad. <laughs> and have no light. And have no light, which, you know, in the darkness, uh, the dwellers in the dark will get you as well. <laughs> this just reaffirms my position that there is no good escort missions in video games. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll feel... <laughs> At least this one's optional. Yeah, uh... Uh, I'm sorry, just a quick side note, but um, the escort mission in Monster Hunter World that is just called the best kind of mission. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was just, I saw the title of the quest, I was like, oh, come on, they're really going to do this? And then it got there, I was like, yeah, it's an escort quest. I was like, why? <laughs> why do you acknowledge that this is bad and yet you still do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, escort, escort missions are pretty bunk. Uh, uh but yeah there's there are the the dark dwellers uh on the list which they are they are the leggy long leggy <laughs> boys right yeah. uh, if i'm remembering yeah, I really like correctly yeah look at this they're arms. fun yeah again like an additional like gameplay constraint thing like you don't want to fight these things they they do a lot of damage and bleed kills you in Dark Souls 2 really quickly uh, you take a ton of damage with it uh, and so your additional gameplay constraint is keep the lights on, pull a torch out and these guys will just kind of run off unless you constantly harass them by shoving the torch in their face at which point they'll go berserk and attack you anyway uh, but you know just... <laughs> just just be friendly say no no I'm carrying a torch please leave me alone, go on your way <laughs> <laughs> they, the um, the there's notes on their name section, so they're like mm. spider monkey like creatures, also known as <laughs> duders, spooky bleeders, and Reachosaurus Rex. <laughs> Reachosaurus Rex, spooky bleeder. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty good description for what they do. Uh. <laughs> So I don't know uh, if they uh, if they changed up their item drops at all in Scholar, but uh, I know in Vanilla they've got uh, these guys tend to drop the uh, pyromancer gear, like the tattered cloth uh, equipment mm. set. They, yeah, so yeah they still do. Um, that's kind of interesting how it's like these guys are afraid of fire, and then they drop the pyromancer gear. So what's what's the mm. relation with that? Uh, yeah, probably slash possibly for pyromancers, which. Again, God knows where this is going from. Basic Dark Souls 2, blame it on Aldia. Uh, <laughs> he did something to the Pyromancers, too. Uh, I, was, I was never really able to figure that out for myself. Uh, Dave, do you have any insight on our Pyromancy-eating boys? Um, nope. 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 They just haven't. <laughs> but it says they drop why. also, like, the... I wonder if that's a, a mistake on this. The same they drop Matt the uh, the judgment set. I don't remember if they do or not. Uh, if I they do, it's gonna be super rare. It has to be very rare because I killed a lot of them and yeah. I never got it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to um, have that association with them. So it's like, are these guys they're they're dropping pyromancer gear because they chase down and eat pyromancers because they hate fire? Probably. Or maybe these guys mm. are. Uh, something that's been mutated. They used to be pyromancers or something, and now they're afraid of the fire for some reason. They've got a bad association with it. So I guess there's a kind of a couple different ways you could uh, interpret things. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think yeah. it makes makes quite a bit of sense if they actually killed the the pyromancers, especially when mm. you're when they you know rage at you if you keep shoving a torch in their face for too long. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, and it was and to their again, I mean, it was is... to their benefit if they kill the things that have the fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and again, there's a way around the you need a torch for these guys, which is you can um spend a pharos lockstone to turn on the lights effectively yeah, you, you, you turning it on uh using the lockstone somehow activates this big uh lamp up in the top of the cavern which sort of drives them all into the shadows of buildings and things and sort yeah. of out of your main path yeah that was another cool so much i did like <laughs> lighting that um giant torch mm. uh, uh, the the wiki says that those judgment um set drops uh, aren't from the, the no man's wharf um, dwellers, uh, but they're from the Dranglet Castle. There's one right before you get to um, the Dark Diver in what? Scholar. Oh, I guess I haven't been so down that... in the Dranglet Castle one. For yeah, it's the Scholar. one where you like you drop into yeah. that hole and he's just chilling there in his little wheelchair. Mm. Yeah, so they just put one down there for funsies. <laughs> yeah, fun. More the <laughs> merrier. Why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I've not gone down there in Scholar. I did that quest up until Dark Lurker in Vanilla, and I just decided not to do it again. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else do we have in? Uh... Uh, we have the the assassins are in No Man's Wharf in New Game Plus. Oh, uh, the, the suspicious shadows. Yeah, those ones. I really like those, like design wise. It's like a, it's like if Pyramid Head and a Ninja had a baby. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But the weird that image. pointy masks. <laughs> <laughs> what? They got the weird pointy metal mask, yeah. kind of like the Pyramid Head, and then and they're running like... around in their little ninja costumes. <laughs> and it's got cool designs painted on the mask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I really like them. They they run and jump around a lot. They take you by surprise in New Game Plus, as is often the case with many things. Yes, and they're, they're like adds to the um, Flexile Sentry boss. Yeah, yeah, they're less fun yeah. there. <laughs> and their lore says, Those who are especially adept assassins are often hired as bodyguards. In an attempt to stave off the curse, King Vendrick hired Shadowmen to put down the hollows, but... Before long, they were hollowed themselves, um, mm. which is a little bit weird. You'd think that they have a specific purpose, so they would have. Well, I mean, I guess they, they're gonna they're gonna go hollow eventually, but. Yeah, well, you know, you're too good at your job. You kill all the hollows in the local area. Yeah. You know, they all come back. You kill them all again. They all come back, and you go, "Well, what's the point, really?" After a few goes round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like you can actually solve the undead problem by just killing all of the undead they're undead for a reason uh. yeah you just put them in the the, the purgatory yeah lock them up yeah that didn't work either no not really they probably get a little bored after a while you know you, you punch in the clock it's like hey bob hey fred you, you kill your guy see you tomorrow okay and then they respawn <laughs> Uh, just 
just a nine to five job, but just dis disposing of zombies. <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> well, then we also have um, the uh, Varangian sailors, aka ah uh, yeah, Vikings, Viking buddies, Viking pirates. Mm. They, uh, they were a fierce band of pirates who prowled the seas of Drangluk's northern coastline. They were conquered by a former king who chose to force them into hard labor at No Man's Wharf rather than imprison them. Okay. That's, yeah, that's not yeah. a whole lot different, I guess, than imprisoning them. No. Um, they continue to labor <laughs> at No Man's Wharf and can still fight with deadly proficiency. Uh, yeah, because you, like, kept, you left them with all their weapons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and of particular note is their long-range sea bow. It was once used against monsters at sea, but will now be put to use against you. Mm. Um, there was a double... No, yeah, I guess the other part. Uh, well, and then of course it says they, they will also throw casts of oil at their targets and attempt to ignite mm. them using fire arrows, which is not fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great when all your health disappears from one hit. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I like how they're some of them are just chilling, sleeping at their little tables, just kind of relaxing. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's always cute. They've done they've done their hard day of labor at the No Man's Wharf. You know, they just want to sit down and have a drink, and then and you some know, crazy guy bursts in to kill them all. Yeah, bursts in, uh, breaks all their windows because you can actually shatter the boards on the slatted over windows and things to let a little more light into the room. <laughs> as well I think I'm remembering that right is that another area oh it's been so long <laughs> I, I think know, you'll have do to go there. back and check <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah um yeah and sort of I guess the next area on from Nomad's Wharf would be the Lost Bastille yes that would be the next yes our next big part of our the big voyage. seaside prison again uh uh, in Scholar of Fosin, we get the Pursuer here again about ten more times. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's at least, like, three times. <laughs> oh, because near the start, there's the area where we drop down and get the Silver Serpent Ring. He shows up there. Um, courtyard with the dogs, he shows up there. Secret Passage, he shows up there. There's at least a couple of others. Yeah, he shows up. Pursuer shows up wow. a bunch in uh, Lost Bastille in Scholar of the Fosin. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, he's really pursuing you there. Uh, but there is also the uh, the the best uh, type of actual enemy in the game, which is uh, the rupturing hollows. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched some someone on YouTube made like this fifteen minute long uh, animation of their journey through Dark Souls two with a friend, and they got these guys and just like we run and we explode. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Which pretty much sums them up. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're fun. They're just they're just hollows with like some kind of smoking substance in their bellies. That sort of just jump down and do an area effect dust burst that can have different effects depending on which ones they are. I think all the ones in No Man's Wharf are just uh, not no, in Lost Bastille are just damage ones, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh... Yeah. Brown core and black core. The black core, I think, do the petrify. Oh, yeah. 
And there's there are the orange ones that do equipment degradation as well later on in the game, which was fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's a huge Nothing. pain just running at you and falling down, and exploding. Yeah, yeah. Nothing says fun like walking into a room and seeing five of these guys at various points and just going, "Well, time to get out the bow. <laughs> I got to rescue this NPC." <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's my least favorite part is um. The bonfire next to Strayed. And yeah, they're always there, so you go try to talk to them, and they start just aggro's them. Like, well, don't, then don't they're not the always NPC, there. <laughs> you've just got to you've just got to kill them like fifteen times, and they're gone. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> which which is a handy mechanic in Dark Souls too, I guess. Is you can run out of enemies if an area is too hard. You can sort of reliably grind your way through it for the most part. Uh, and if you want to keep farming, you can reset with a bonfire aesthetic. Yeah, it was a bit of a pain when you're trying to get that one piece of equipment. It's like, okay, I kill all the guys, they disappear, bonfire aesthetic, okay, I gotta go hunt up one of those. I really need that bow <laughs> yeah, and helmet. Yeah. And now they're harder, True. even better. <laughs> now they're even better. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of a give and take thing with that, I guess. Uh, I personally like it, but I also like the regular thing of, no, there's just, they never run out of enemies. Uh. <laughs> what else have we got in here? They've um, um, lost the steel. We've got the hollow prisoners. Uh, they show up throughout the level. And then they... Um, Are those the ones in the pots? Uh, they're, they're all over the place. Um, they drop the mm. prisoners set, so they're just sort of general hollows and they they show up uh, in yeah. like most of the areas later but uh when you look at their um character art their skin mm. is inscribed with like runes which is really interesting because i don't think oh, I've noticed that yeah, in the game nice. yeah 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 those, those guys always seem really weird um what is that there's one of them shows up near that um that hex Hexa NPC. Oh yeah. Uh, near the near the forest. Uh, yeah, through I don't the, know if that has anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. If it's something to do with uh, hexing, sort of suddenly making itself much more prevalent in Dark Souls too, but maybe. Then we have the um, the undead jailer, which is uh, yeah, probably one of these guys. Cool. Yeah, the cooler looking. Uh mummy guys <laughs> yeah dressed up in <laughs> cloth and hmm yeah they've got this um what it's called the great machete I believe mm -hmm. it's their big sort of pole arm it's basically just a cleaver on a stick <laughs> it's thinking outside the box <laughs> mm. oh yeah oh yeah um and they're also pyromancers which is fun because I was fighting a couple earlier today and I'd totally forgotten that they throw little fireballs <laughs> if you get out of range. And they've got the bandages all over them, so maybe they're not very careful with it. <laughs> no, they've clearly dropped not. it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I never Whoops. thought of that maybe why they're all wrapped up. I thought they were just going for a mummy look. But I actually really like that explanation. Well, it's also on their, um, their little... Entry here. The undead jailers of the Lost Bastille carry primitive weapons intended to instill fear and can even use pyromancy to burn escapees and intruders to a crisp. 
The jailers are wrapped in bandages. What lies beneath? Have they been burned by their own flames, or are they hiding a darker secret? <laughs> yeah, they yeah, they're straight just up cold it out. Answers. <laughs> These so are all the pyromancers who okay. ran fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> the boss says, okay, you're terrible at the pyromancy. Here, just use this sharp stick and just poke people, okay? Don't try to throw <laughs> fireballs anymore. Just use the sharp stick. <laughs> You've brought shame to the name of Isolith. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool. I never really thought of if it's just they they were really, really bad at <laughs> controlling their fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. they hang out around explosive barrels enough. <laughs> and then we have the annoying royal swordsman who charged uh, them goons yeah. right before mm. the triple boss. Yeah. They are very annoying to fight, although I love their design. Something about mm. that that helmet that I really like. I forget what the actual helmet style is called, but um, Royal Swordsman Helm. Yeah, no, I meant like that there is an actual oh, yeah. style that is based on that I a bassinet helm, I think. Where it sort of covers everything from the nose up with just a slit for the, the eyes. Uh I think think that might be what it's called i don't remember um yeah I, I really like that armor design personally this one of the coolest generic mooks in the game <laughs> um, the, the bassinet one is the uh full face covering with like the pointy uh, nose yeah that i'm remembering incorrectly I've no okay. there's, that there's so many skull. types of yeah there are a lot of different types of helmet helmets <laughs> and... <laughs> sugar loaf helmet now I gotta see what that is <laughs> it's a sugar, sugar no, loaf no it's like a, um, it's like a, the crusade, the typical crusader one where like with the uh, uh, the gold yeah. or the cross like okay. put onto the, the, the top of it Pardon me. <laughs> All right, that's a useful bit of sidetracking. Um, mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that that's that's the primarily primary the interesting ones other than like maybe the ruined sentinels. Yeah, the ruined sentinels can be discussed later when we actually get to their law, yeah. which won't come until the DLC really. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, mm. Where do we head from the Lost Bastille? I think we head to the feedback. We could head <laughs> to the feedback. A lot of content. Mm. A lot of content. And we'll, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll, I'll read the first one. Yeah. So our first okay. bit of feedback is from at Strenuous Orb. Uh, he says, well, I guess the question was, um, what is your favorite and least favorite, um, enemy uh, in Dark Souls 2 and he says his favorite is the Demon of Song his eyelid for his head, torso and arms is very gross and clever design uh, his least favorite is all the interchangeable guys with swords enemies that permeate the three DLCs <laughs> just very uninspired uh, to be clear I'm talking about the regular enemies not Sir Alon, Fume Knight and the Ivory King, those guys are cool uh, yeah the Demon of Song yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the, the boss in the Shrine of Amana 
mm. and probably one of the most unique um, enemy or boss enemies in the in the game. I think. Yeah, there's mm. nothing really like it in any of the other games either. Very interesting I mean, design. Mm. You can argue that some of the bosses have similar mechanics, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 cool and creepy. It's just a big rubber frog that pulls out its human hands and skull every now and again. <laughs> it's really creepy and sings really pretty. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sings throughout the entire level for you uh, until you get close. Um, <laughs> it just wants to slap you. Then it just wants to slap you. It is it is a slap happy frog. Give you a hug. And it's got that, that crazy move where it just belly slides across like the entire arena as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's yeah. roughly like I don't know, five or six times the size of your character. Oh yeah, no, it is absolutely <laughs> he's, he's massive. Big. Yeah. They they have again they also capitalize on that they have that move where he just rears up and like fills the whole screen sort of standing on his high legs before he slams down onto his belly uh, really sells the size of him it seems to be a common uh, theme with Dark Souls 2 the big things falling on you yes yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no I won't argue with that it happens a lot <laughs> and I, I gotta agree with Sarah alone uh, Alon the Fume Knight and the Ivory King being very cool <laughs> yeah I think mm-hmm. yeah taken all together and even individually those are uh, really kind of striking boss fights mm. um, they, especially, especially like the Liralon definitely feels mm. like a duel yeah well like he has different animations depending on what you do and stuff like if you gesture at him before the fight he'll nod his head and if you beat him without taking damage in under 5 minutes he'll commit seppuku <laughs> at the end of the fight I think is the criteria for that. I think so. Yeah, it, it's something crazy like that. Ridiculously hard to do. I'm never going to be yeah, able to do. No, it. I, uh. I just watched a bit on a video. <laughs> like I yeah, I don't do too many of the challenge kind of things. Um, it's funny. It yeah. sounds like one of those things you'd hear back in the day with like, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo, and he told me if you do this <laughs> and this and this, some impossible task, then something cool will happen. Yeah. At least um, now with YouTube, yeah. we can actually see it happen. Someone will do it. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's the cool thing about games is sometimes it's, you know the devil will go the extra step to put that little touch of stuff in there for those interesting runs that no one really thinks of initially or that people just decided you know basically slam their head against the wall so many times just to yeah find, uh, the one secret <laughs> Um, mm. And I guess yeah. in these cases, if enough people are doing the exact same thing, you know, you'll get well, uh, different yeah. different things uncovered uh, at mm. quicker rates, I suppose. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, uh, we'll we'll cover those three um, on the Fume Knight and the Ivory King uh, when we get to the DLC areas because those are much more yep. expansive. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, shall I take the next one? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, this is from at Glabrous Nido, everyone's favorite Papa Nido. Uh, the best, brackets, most interesting, Executioner's Chariot. The law has it he was created with the sole purpose of punishing and tormenting the undead. What he does is force them to play Dark Souls 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like it as a boss fight, made a change from random blokes with sword bosses. 
Uh, worst would be the Prowling Magusin Congregation. Hard to believe anything could make Pinwheel from Dark Souls 1 seem interesting. First time I had to fight them, I slipped into a coma. They were that boring. Being, being unconscious didn't actually make the fight any harder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fair. Like, Papa Nino is a noted not great fan of Dark Souls 2. Uh, <laughs> doesn't stop uh, him but... from playing still. Doesn't stop him from playing. Still, he's been playing again recently, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do agree with him that the Executioner's char Chariot is a really cool change of pace. It's, it's sort of a set-piece boss for Dark Souls 2, where, you know, you, yeah, you beat gimmick. the boss if you go and do a thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is fun. I mean, you can also beat it without trapping it in its own uh, continual circular arena thing, but that takes a lot more effort and time and preparedness than I'm willing to put in. Uh, <laughs> um, and the Prowling Magus and Congregation, uh, I think I think Gary and Cole on Bonfire Side Chat said this, but if that fight just didn't have a boss health bar, no one would have a problem with it. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> then it's just, uh, just a room with a mob of enemies and you get a slab out of it, and that's cool. Uh, but you know, you put the fog gate and you slap the boss health bar on it and people start getting expectations uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not sure it, why it that ended up being a boss relegates it to a the pinwheel fight and so, as was pointed out it's just kind of a, yeah chuck a few fireballs in there and you're good to go mm. <laughs> well can't be Gee. all uh, home runs i guess we gotta have a few bunts to uh even it out yeah yeah I don't. It, it kind of feels almost like they just made it a boss fight so they could slap something on the on the cover art and say, you know, X number of terrible, terrifying bosses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many bosses are in Dark Souls Two? I'm gonna Google this very quickly. <laughs> I want to know if it's this nice even number because of the Prowling Magus and Congregation. <laughs> that would be too funny. <laughs> Let's see, Dark Souls Two. Uh, 32. I don't know if that includes the DLC, though. <laughs> now, does that include all the congregation as individual bosses? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so 32 including the DLC bosses. Uh, doesn't tell me which one, how many of the DLC bosses are. There'd be, what, three per, so take nine off, which would make it 23, yeah. I don't know, it, it feels, it just feels like sort of additional padding, they're like, oh, we just need an extra boss, but we can't fit it in anywhere, we don't have the time to, you know, create an entire new creature. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's 32, um, but that includes Aldia, mm. um, uh, yeah. and that doesn't include the DLC bosses. Okay, yeah, so it would have been 31 then. 36... 37, 39, 40, 41. There's 41 total bosses. Ah. Uh, see, it shouldn't be a boss. Throwing Although the number off entirely. There's 40, 42. Mm. Because that includes. Um, they, they lumped in together um, Lod and Zalan with um, Ava. Ah. Uh. So they just did. The king's yeah, pets yeah. as like one boss, even though that's as one boss. definitely yeah, definitely separate boss fights. Uh, 
no, never mind. Uh, I miscounted. Uh, they did Ava separately. Miscounted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, the, they didn't need it in the end. You know, knock yeah, them that, off, you've got an did. even 40. <laughs> would have been better with 40, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, just make, it, just make it a room full of dudes with a couple of lightning mages in there, and that's a fine encounter. Just don't make it a boss. Yeah. Uh. Well, they also did a, uh, included a boss um, of the uh, NPCs in Shulva. Um, Shulva. Mm, yeah, that one the, was not the, so great. No. That's just run around a figure eight and <laughs> pick them off one at a time. Yeah, That was more of a challenge than the congregation. <laughs> yeah, Unless you well, roll sure. those pots with the water in them. <laughs> in which case... It's not a great time when you get hit with lightning. Uh, anyway. Um, Mike, would you like to take one of the other responses? Uh, yep, yeah, sure. I can uh, do the next one there. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one's from at Petrified Wing. Uh, so I guess this is responding to uh, Mr. Nito's uh, mention of the chariot. Uh, I completely forgot about the chariot. Yeah, that was a good one. Ninja Frog also deserves an honorable mention as a meme boss. <laughs> I was referring back to the uh, demon, demon song, of song there. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. because these were in different. These are threaded responses, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, the community does love the demon of song, and the chariot is cool, but people tend to forget about it. So yeah, I would completely agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, well, I think people also forget about the skeleton king's <laughs> fight because it's just in the oh. corner. See? No, I can never forget about the Skeleton Lords. <laughs> just because the bonfire side chat episode talking about them was so enthusiastic. <laughs> and you get the really into the, in just there. the name. Yeah. Skeleton King. <laughs> and everyone loves mm. Bone Wheels. Oh. By loves, I mean. Hates. Aren't you looking forward to so many Bone Wheels when we hit <laughs> May 29th? Yeah, that's right. The uh, the the land is peaceful and its inhabitants kind. <laughs> Suspicion. <laughs> just just like that. Um, there's so many of the videos where it's Priscilla speaking and then it just does like a yeah. close up of their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's their glowing red eyes. So kind. <laughs> Oh man! Oh god! Right, Could you imagine um, the Nido fight with Bone Wheels? Oh, yeah, that's no, a remaster tip no, for you from software. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying enough with the big, big skeleton boys. Mm. Just you gotta not wander too far in that arena. It yeah. Spawn. Yeah. Um. All right, and then our, our anyway. last, uh, our last feedback comment is from our buddy uh, at Steps Veyu. Uh, the parasite spiders in Brightstone Sildora, especially in the room with the partner, where they just sit on the walls silently. Uh, yeah, that's yes. a that's a good uh, set piece there too. Mm. And, uh, oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, spiders in general. Yeah, mm. <laughs> but these are like spiders that can pilot you if they get you in the back. <laughs> yes, even worse. Which, it's really weird. I don't know what they want with that. Because they seem to just use it to go stand around in like random spots. Uh, <laughs> don't know what their end goal is, which is kind of creepier in the long run. Uh, they just want to chill. Mm. 
All right, well, that seems to be the end of our feedback. That was the end of the feedback. Um, and, and as we said, we'll, we'll, we'll cover uh, the rest of the areas um, in, a, mm. in a future episode. Um, Cameron, was there anything else that you wanted to cover uh, for this episode? Uh, I don't think so. No, seems about right. Those were the important notes for those areas. All right. Mike, since you're here <laughs> hanging out with us, is there anything that you wanted to cover? And it could um, be from I, a past episode, too. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think we <laughs> uh, we covered the uh, the important stuff for, for now. It's just uh, I'm happy to have uh, been able to join you guys today. Mm. All right. Yeah, happy you were able to yeah. join us as well. And um, Great having you. Uh, we'll see if we can get you to return for part two of Dranglex Safari. Sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> I want the real safari. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that um, Pokemon Snap, but it's through Dranglex. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just drive past, take a quick photo of Vendrick. <laughs> running around his crypt. <laughs> Sad old man in his underwear. Yeah, uh, go ahead. <laughs> old man yells at Cloud. Uh, <laughs> this undead curse. <laughs> the tour guide. Here we have the majestic monarch of our kingdom in all his splendor. In all his glory. <laughs> too much uh, glory. Too much, too much. Please put the armor back on, sir. <laughs> the throne of I want you to put your clothes back on, sir. This is my throne of want. Get your yes, wish, please. <laughs> please do not. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that we wraps probably us end up. There. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to, <laughs> to say goodbye to y'all. <laughs> On a on a high note, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! All right, um, yes. So our our little uh, admin at the end, um, Cameron. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a k. Uh, you can also find our lovely podcast on Twitter at mon underscore demonster. Uh, we usually give you a bit of. Uh, ample sort of early warning on what topics we're covering so you can send in some beautiful feedback like we had today. It's delicious. I'm fed. Uh, <laughs> Mike, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, so on Twitter, it's just at zombie security. And um, mm -hmm. basically, I'm either talking about whatever game I'm playing, uh, complaining about things, or posting dog photos. That's about it. Yes, it's a good All dog. good things, yeah. <laughs> 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 and you can find me on Twitter at Sentinot underscore plus. Um, it's a pretty, I don't know, I don't think there's any kind of theme that I, I have, but uh, mm. uh, board game chatter, yeah. video games, Lots of board uh, game chat. movies. I, I, I try yes. to talk about some spooky movies uh, when Ooh. I get the chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're all, all three of us are pretty friendly, so. Uh, stop on by. Yeah. You know, say hi. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just like, like that. that. 
I also post pictures of my cat, so please come look at them. Uh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's us signing off. Um, mm. Bye-bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.